Welcome to the podcast of Redeemer Baptist Church of Panama. We hope that you enjoy the sermons and other audio provided by us. Feel free to share what you find here, and we hope that it will be beneficial to you as you seek to know and follow Christ. If you would, turn in your Bibles with me to Matthew chapter 14. Matthew chapter 14, and we'll be looking today at Jesus feeding the 5,000. I want to remind us of... uh, something that was in the reading that Ron read from, from Psalm 63. David said in verse 5, My soul will be satisfied as with fat and rich food, and my mouth will praise you with joyful lips. This is what David said that he would be able to do. He would be satisfied. Do you want to be satisfied? Uh, We... Uh, can all think of some song lyrics about this concept from the great poets, the Rolling Stones, right? I can't get no satisfaction. I can't get no satisfaction because I tried and I tried and I tried. I can't get no satisfaction, right? Okay, so we're all familiar with that. And in this life, everybody is after that, right? We want to be satisfied. We want satisfaction. And we're looking for it. Our natural selves, apart from Christ, we look for it in all kinds of ways. We want to have the higher high. Right? We want to uh, look for it in drugs. We want to look for it in alcohol. We want to look for it in sex. We want to look for it in having more money, bigger cars, all of those things. We look to be satisfied, and yet, from the world's perspective, it's never enough. I can't get no satisfaction. Just like they said. You get more and more and more and more, and it's never enough. You, uh, there was a quote from John D. Rockefeller, the great, great, one of the first millionaires in our country. And he, he was asked, uh, how much will it be enough whenever you've got enough money? And he said, oh, just a dollar more. It's never enough. But David knew in this psalm, Matthew, or in this Psalm 63, I will be satisfied. And his satisfaction would come from the Lord's hand. Well, we're looking at a passage today where Jesus satisfies thousands. Let's go ahead and look at our text in Matthew chapter 14, beginning in verse 13. Now when Jesus heard this, He withdrew from there in a boat to a desolate place by Himself. But when the crowds heard it, they followed Him on foot from the towns. When He went ashore, He saw a great crowd, and He had compassion on them and healed their sick. Now when it was evening, the disciples came to Him and said, This is a desolate place, and the day is now over. Send the crowds away to go into the villages and buy food for themselves. But Jesus said, they need not go away. You give them something to eat. They said to him, 
we have only five loaves here and two fish. And he said, bring them here to me. Then he ordered the crowds to sit down on the grass. And taking the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up into heaven and said a blessing. Then he broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples, and the disciples gave them to the crowds. And they all ate and were satisfied. And they took up the twelve baskets full of broken pieces left over. And those who ate were about 5,000 men besides women and children. Let's pray. Father, we thank You for Your Word. May it satisfy us today. May we feast on the riches of Your Word. Satisfy our souls. Lord, give us ears to hear and eyes to see. Give me strength and grace as I preach Your Word. In Jesus' name, Amen. It says, Now when Jesus heard this at the beginning, what did Jesus hear? Well, He heard that Herod had heard about Him. Back to the beginning of chapter 14. Now at that time, Herod the Tetrarch had heard the fame of Jesus and he said to his servants, this is John the Baptist raised from the dead. Jesus, the news had gotten to Jesus that Herod had heard about him and thought, uh, this must be John the Baptist raised from the dead. And so Jesus, when he hears about this, he withdraws. Uh, it's, it, it had not yet to come time for His crucifixion. It had not come time for His confrontation with Pilate and, and the religious leaders. It had not come time for that. So when, it, when He hears that Herod had heard about this, He withdraws to go to a desolate place by Himself. He had been teaching many parables about the kingdom. And the crowds were there. They wanted to hear more. They were clinging to His every word. And and Jesus decides to withdraw and go to a desolate place. To be alone. To be private. But when the crowd heard it, when the crowds heard it, they followed Him on foot from the towns. Now Jesus, He had got into a boat. They were crossing the Sea of Galilee. And so the crowds, they must have seen what direction he went. So they decided, well, let's beat him over to the other side by walking. And by foot, the crowds went all the way over to this desolate place. It's not a desert. It's just a solitary place. There was no cities around. Verse 14, when he went ashore, he saw, he saw a great crowd. They beat him there. <laughs> he was going there just to try to be alone and he can't get away from the crowds. You ever feel like that? <laughs> you want to be alone and people just won't leave you alone? <laughs> Jesus was withdrawing to be away and to, maybe to, to spend some time in prayer. And, and yet, the crowds beat him there. And when Jesus saw the crowd, He had compassion on them and healed their sick. This is something that we, we, we love about Jesus. When He saw the crowds, He had compassion on them. 
There were many who were sick. There were many who had different diseases. There were many who had all kinds of maladies. And we think of all the things Jesus healed people from, from being lame and from being uh, blind and deaf and mute and, and demon-possessed and all of those things. And Jesus healed all of their diseases. And this was a big crowd. And the text says, He had compassion on and healed they're sick. Heal everybody that was there. Doesn't say all, but he healed their sick. So he had tried to get away from the crowds. He goes over to a desolate place. He's swamped by people again, and he spends the day healing all of their diseases, and then night comes. He's doing this probably all day long. It was evening. The disciples said to him, this is a desolate place. Yeah, we know that. <laughs> he already told us. This is a desolate place. And the day is now over. Send the crowds to go into the villages to buy food for them. They didn't, bring, they didn't pack a lunch. They didn't bring all their supplies. There, there was thousands, as we know, people there. And it was a desolate place. There were no places to shop. Was not in the cities. They were far away from any cities or marketplaces. So the disciples think, well, this is a chance to get some rest. <laughs> this is a chance to finally have some seclusion, some privacy. Send them away. But Jesus said they don't need to go away. He tells the disciples something that maybe they were astonished by. You feed them. You feed them. You know, sometimes maybe we might feel overwhelmed by the task before us. I mean, think of this church. We're a small bunch. And Panama isn't that big, but it's probably bigger than what we can handle by ourselves. There's so many needs here in this community. Souls in danger. Having both physical needs and a greater spiritual need to know Jesus. And it's overwhelming. We can't just send them away. Send them, go someplace else. Jesus tells us, you feed them. Some might think of Panama as a desolate place. <laughs> Jesus tells us, you feed them. They said, we've only five loaves and two fishes. Two fish. Only five loaves and two fish. There wasn't much. Just like we don't have very many. Just a small amount. What are we going to do? How are we going to feed them with just this little much? There's such a big crowd. There's such a massive need. How can we possibly feed them? And Jesus says, bring them here to me. Bring, bring the fish and the loaves to me. 
And he ordered the crowds to sit down on the grass. Think about that. Sit down on the grass. It may be a long shot, but that verse kind of reminds me of Psalm 23. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He had them sit down on the grass. And taking the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up into heaven, said a blessing, and he broke them and gave them to the disciples. And the disciples gave them to the crowds. Jesus was breaking this bread, breaking these fish, and they just kept coming. And they just kept coming. And they just, there's five loaves. And you break off a piece, and then break off a piece, and break. Now, some people have looked at this miracle and they've tried to explain it away in natural terms. There's two ways that people have tried to explain it away in natural terms. Some people have tried to explain it away by saying, well, this is a miracle of sharing. You know, when the disciples started to break up and share their food, then other people were like, oh, yeah, I've got my lunch packed away here, too. And they pull it out and they start breaking theirs and they share as well. But that's not what we see here in the text. We can't explain this by some kind of natural cause. And other people have uh, tried to ex- explain it away in, a, in other ways as well. Um, I'm drawing a blank at the moment. I, but this is a miracle. Oh, the other way people have tried to explain it away. It's thinking it's, it's more like the Lord's Supper. We come and we have this little bitty thing and... And just a tiny little bit of like a cracker that you can barely put between your fingers. And like that. No! What does the next verse say? They, they, uh, they, uh, verse 20, it says, And they were all ate and were satisfied. This was no little token meal. They ate and were satisfied. Jesus performed a miracle. There's a couple of things we see here. One... Jesus was powerful. He had power that no man had. And why was He that powerful? Because He was God. He was God in the flesh. John chapter 1, verse 14 tells us, Then the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory of the one and only. God in the flesh was here. The one who spoke and said, let there be light. The one who said, let there be, and there was, said a blessing and started breaking bread and fish and it multiplied and was able to feed all the people. And they were satisfied. The next part says, and they took up 12 baskets full of broken pieces left over. So everyone ate, everyone was satisfied, and there were 12 baskets full. Not just 12 meals, 12 baskets full of fragments from the. There was plenty left over. It's probably more than they started with. Twelve baskets full of fragments were left over. Verse 21, And those who ate were about 5,000 men besides women and children. 
So we say this is the feeding of the 5,000, but if we pay attention to the text, it's 5,000 men. Not counting the women and the children. So there was a lot more than just 5,000. Jesus was God. We see that. He was able to do what nobody else could do. He was God in the flesh. He, he blessed this food and broke it and it multiplied and able to, be, to feed thousands. Well more than 5,000. What we see in this miracle is Jesus' power over nature, for one, and also Jesus' power to satisfy our appetites. We want to be satisfied, but I can't get no satisfaction, right? Jesus will satisfy us. The Lord will satisfy us. God is so big. He is infinite. Recently, there's new telescope pictures showing the the furthest images than we could ever see. The Hubble telescope could see so much, and this new one, I don't even know the name of it, it can see so much further and so much clearer into the depths of our universe. And God is bigger than that. He is omnipresent. What we can see out there, we can see where God is. He is there. He is here. He is all over. He is bigger than all of it. He is infinite. And because He is infinite, He is infinitely able to satisfy us. While we, in our humanness, Try to be satisfied with all of those other things. Drugs, sex, success, money. All of these other things that we try to satisfy ourselves will leave us empty. Feeling guilty. Feeling used. But Jesus is fully satisfying. When we have Jesus, we don't wake up the next morning with a hangover or with an STD. We are fully satisfied. Does that mean we never have hard times? No. David was on the run when he said that. David was on the run. There were people trying to kill him. And yet, what did he say? I thirst, my soul thirsts for the Lord. And he had confidence, one day I will be satisfied with rich food and the fat portions. Part of our satisfaction in the here and now is knowing that in the midst of this messed up world where there is so much that is unsatisfying, we know that we've got it. Because He's got it. And one day we will be satisfied. We may not experience all of it right now, but we have a future hope. We know if we're trusting in Jesus, 
to forgive our sins, if we are trusting in Jesus that His death paid for all of our sins, that we have been forgiven completely, that we have been adopted into the family of God, then we know that just as Jesus rose from the dead, one of these days, He's coming back and we're going to raise from the dead too. Our hope and our satisfaction is future-oriented. The life that we live right now is full of all kinds of things that hurt us and get us down. But we have a hope in the future that He's going to come back and one of these days He's going to set all things right. We will be vindicated. And we will be raised in glory. And there will no longer be any pain and suffering and sickness and death. There will no longer be any of those things. Isn't that satisfying? There was just a little. Just a little. Five loaves and two fish. And yet Jesus was able to make that abundantly enough to satisfy well more than 5,000 people and there was plenty left over. And we're just a little here. Just a small crowd. And there's a hungry world out there. We're not enough in ourselves. We depend on Jesus. He is able to do more than we are by ourselves. He is able to do what we think is impossible. We can think about Panama and how hard this community can be to reach. We can get overwhelmed. We can think, I just don't know how to break into this community. And that's true. It is hard. But we're depending on God. We're depending on Jesus to do something that we can't do. If we do it in our own power and our own strength, then there's no miracle. But when we depend upon God to do it, He can show us something that will be fully satisfying. So I'll close with this. What are you hungry for? What are you thirsting for? What is it that you're running to to try to satisfy your deepest needs? Is it something that leaves you empty? Is it something that leaves you feeling guilty on the other side? Abandon those things and come to Jesus. Jesus is the only one who is fully satisfying, who will never let us down. In Jesus we find forgiveness of sins. In Jesus we find life eternal. In Jesus we find a Father who loves us. In Jesus we find a community that loves one another. 
In Jesus, we find satisfaction. So come to Jesus and be satisfied. Thank you for listening to this message from Redeemer Baptist Church of Panama. For more information, please visit us at RedeemerBaptistPanama.com or you can like us on Facebook.